P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him run! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a tape thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hoff fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to watch the films of Philip Seymour Hoffman again. And Kyle, last week, we watched a film by surprise, right? Uh, this was a this was a fun one. Shula! <laughs> yes, so just a little backstory if you looked at our feed and you're like, wait, what's the new episode? We respect you, Hoff fans, for your vote, but last year I posted something for April Fools that said we were doing Schuler, and of course Schuler's the mysterious Polish film early in Philip Seymour Hoffman's career that we can't get a hundred percent English copy on. And yeah, and- or, or even like the full copy because there's very jump cutty kind of scenes that I'm confused by. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, so not the full version. No. (laughs) But last year when I posted it, some people were disappointed that we actually didn't do it. So he said, what the hell? Let's do it this year. Obviously, shout out to the healthcare workers and everyone who's involved in fighting the coronavirus. But a lot of us, like you and I, are at home, uh, not commuting. So we had a little extra time this month. So, you know, we said, why not? So you definitely want to check Check that out on cageclub.me or wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening right now, basically. Check that out. But today, we're finally honoring your wish, Hoff fans. You voted for this one in the closest vote in P.S. I Still Love Hoffman voting history. It was Love Liza versus Jacko's Boating. Yeah, so two very you know special Hoffman projects love Liza because it's brother and brother you know a a vehicle for Philip Seymour Hoffman and then written by Gordy Hoffman uh, his older brother correct yeah that's correct and then Jack Goes Boating which was Philip Seymour Hoffman's first you know feature film he directed actually his only feature film he directed I, I assume he would have directed more he wasn't you know he knew how to direct via stage but then we got to see it on film so that was pretty cool and he starred in it as well so it was kind of you know like a hoffman v hoffman vote and you guys went with love liza i wouldn't have been disappointed with either so here we yeah are. i mean i get why it was so close they're both so personal i'm sure a lot of hoff fans out there were, were torn you know it's a family rivalry here like or, or hoffman versus hoffman in many respects you know so um well i think we'll talk a little bit more about uh jacko's boating at the end of the podcast but today we're gonna watch love liza it's an hour and 30 minutes long it's not the it's not like the most uplifting movie 
But neither of them were going to be, so I, yeah, was, exactly. I was trying to mentally prepare myself. <laughs> but, you know. but I can't wait to see it, because before we start, I'll preface it by saying that when we talked about this movie, when I personally watched this movie for the first time, I was in a very different mindset than I am now. High School Slumber Party has which is my other podcast on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Uh, but it has, like, humbled me, and it made me, like, just enjoy movies a little bit more. Not that I wasn't <laughs> enjoying them here, but I think I was looking a lot more on, like, the dark critical side than I was on the, you know, let's just enjoy this for what it is kind of side. And I'm excited to watch it now with these eyes. I don't like being negative on the podcast, and hopefully I'm not today. I don't think we were too negative last time. But I know we took more of an analytical approach last time, and this time I'm just looking forward to, hey, just watching this with my buddy, watching... Well, I just want to remind you guys, we are in separate rooms. We are in separate cities. Not just rooms, yeah, separate. <laughs> we're we more than six feet apart. a river between us. Yes, a river between us, so we're more than six feet apart, but we're watching it together in spirit. We're streaming it together, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, any quick thoughts before I press play, Kyle? Is that the name of our movie about us someday, a river, to, a river Between Us? That sounds way too melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a friendship during the time of corona. That's yes. what... <laughs> Friendship during Corona. So no, I don't have anything of actual substance to say before we start this movie. <laughs> okay, so we'll just start. Uh, we rented it on Amazon Prime. It's on most streaming services. And right now it's frozen at .01. Sony Picture Classics, the blue screen. And since I'm in control of it, I will count it down. When I say play, press play, guys. Three... Two, one, play. All right, we have liftoff. Sony Pictures Classics, a very classic-looking screen. Very simple. Not much to talk about right now. Okay, here's a car. Ooh, a Saturn. You don't? They don't make Saturns anymore, right? I don't think so. Saturns or Pontiacs. Top billing. And while it might seem like, oh, whatever, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Love, Liza. At the time, this was one of his only top billed films, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now so I don't misspeak. Um, I know like around this time, what, there was also Owning Mahoney. Yeah, that's around this time. Again, since I have the screen, this is the way our setup works. We're sharing a screen via the internet. Kyle, you're going to have to be the research guy. Yeah, I'm I'm, da- I'm ready. <laughs> the man the man in the chair. The man in the chair, yeah. We're both kind of the man in the chair right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think anytime anyone's on a podcast, they're, they're like a I mean, man Some people in the podcast chair. standing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Get the blood flowing. You know those like standing desks in like a new age office? That's what I picture. Yeah, so okay, we've got Happiness he had a decent size role. Flaw okay, so I think like Flawless is his first, you know, he he's a I guess I mean De Niro is the star of that movie. Mm-hmm. But it's a you know, he definitely it's a heavy co star. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, love, love Liza. That this is like his first film. That it's 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 him. 
It is the... Oh, state and main, but that's an ensemble, too. Yeah, that's an ensemble. This is, like, the first time where it's... Yeah, it's this, and then, like I said, so then uh, th- this came out in 2002, and then in 2003 we get Owning Mahoney. So, like, those are his first two. Gotcha. If you don't want to count, uh, but he does have a lot of screen time in... Um, I just said it. Well, it's state and main, but then flawless. What, when was Magnolia? Magnolia was, like, right before... Magnolia was 99. So Flawless, like, was, Flawless and Magnolia were 99. I would say... State and Maine was 2000. State and Maine and Magnolia have, like, equal share for him, you know? Because he had a big part in Magnolia. Yeah. But it was ensemble, yeah. so it doesn't really, like, you know, this is, to me, like... But Magnolia is so long, I don't know, in ratio, you know what I'm saying? Fair. It doesn't matter. This is going to be an interesting movie for us because it's a very quiet movie. Mm-hmm. So we got... Okay. Yeah, this is... this, But this is this movie does a good job introducing us to this character. Gordy and, Hoffman. Yeah, there we go. So he and, sleeps on the floor. And do you remember the director? Oh, Todd Luizzo, yeah, from one of our uh, favorite films, High Fidelity. High fidelity and just like uh, you know, an old old friend. They did oh they didn't they did they did that um, what was that TV thing they did the Shakespeare right? Yeah, they did the uh, fifteen minute Hamlet or something like that. Yeah, fifteen minute Hamlet. So yeah, so an old friend's directing. His brother wrote it, and I think on the earlier uh, episode on the regular run, not the watch along here, we um, we. Might I, I could be just like making this up, but I think we hypothesized that Gordy Hoffman might have wrote this for his brother. And I remember like months later when we were talking to his sister, she clarified that no, he had wrote this as a separate screenplay, and that you know maybe yeah, exactly. But it just I, I just when I said earlier, I mean I I I remember that there wasn't nepotism or anything like that, but it just ended up being a good vehicle for him being that the lead. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, what's his? Oh, I'm so sorry about your wife. Oh, god. Yeah, this is in a bitch the obituary column, uh, mm-hmm. asking for clarification on like you know what he wants to say there, or it might be a column. No, I think it was a column in the paper. Whatever. The point is, it's depressing. Where does this film take place? I don't know. You're you're the guy in the chair. Okay. <laughs> I don't no, remember I just... off the top of my head. Okay. It, it does have a very distinct place, though. I know that because well, they end up going down to Louisiana. Well, remember? Yeah, there's like a Midwest vibe about it. I feel like. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to look at where they. I'm going to look at where they shot it. Filming locations. De- again. Oh, wasn't it? They filmed a lot in Al- Alabama, but I don't know if that's where it takes place. I know, yeah, I know it's, it's in, like, like, the Gulf Coast in terms of, like, that's where, like, the uh, boat races are and stuff like that. Some Louisiana, some Alabama, yeah. but I'm not sure where he lives. Uh, those are little moments, like, he sees just, like, the hair tie with the hair still on it. And then now, what a, what a simple way that we understand what happened. Yeah, and just how showing. many? We're five minutes in? Yeah. Yeah. Doing, you know, it does a good job just establishing... You know, letting us know about a character that's no longer with us. 
um, knowing about this lead character while there's been very little dialogue. And there we go. That's because he hasn't really slept in the bed since, right? Yeah, yeah. Either we learn that later, or I mean, it's kind of made obvious here. Wow. I'll read the little bio on the. IMDb right now. Following the unexplained suicide of his wife, Liza, a web designer, turns to gasoline fumes and remote control airplanes while avoiding an inevitable conflict with his mother-in-law. Remember, his mother-in-law is played by the phenomenal Kathy Bates. The great Kathy Bates. And here she is on cue. There we go. Looking very much like uh, a movie, much I'd say about uh, almost a decade later, playing Gertrude Stein in oh, yeah. Paris. I think the first film I ever saw Kathy Bates in was Titanic. Hmm. Um. I would say definitely. Um, I'd have to check. But the first, like, I didn't really know she was Kathy Bates at the time. Well, you said when you were five years old, you watched Misery with your parents. Well, I knew she had, for some reason, <laughs> I didn't, I never watched it with my parents or anything, but I knew she had won the Oscar for that. Uh, but oh, I didn't okay. really, yeah. I didn't really, really know who she was, if that makes sense. Like, I'd heard yeah. the name yeah. and know she won it for that. And I, at the time, I wasn't really, like, watching movies for the actors. So it wasn't, like, processing things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I knew in Titanic that I guess like he's like the ship owner or the architect is like the uh, the dad slash hunter in Jumanji. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. An anaconda. An anaconda. Why were we just talking about him the other day? I don't know. You brought him up. I forget why. <laughs> it's such a weird laugh that he's doing. Like <laughs> it's so fake that it's making yeah. everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> I think you mentioned this the other day like as depressing as this movie is it does have a lot of moments of levity well it's just got a lot of it's awkward and so that awkward just like even I mean what's going on right now and then laughter like the way he's doing it then just kind of like goes into the place of the viewer as well I feel like um <laughs> <laughs> and then just cut to the scene. What this film does, I think, really well, too. <laughs> yeah, like just this jump cut, him jumping yeah. into the waves. I think he lives in Florida. Like maybe the Gulf Coast of Florida. Oh, but he... doesn't, doesn't he meet a couple right now and explain that like this is where he came with his wife? Oh, his that's why. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm not remembering... I was going to say this movie does a good job of not just showing like the grieving process, but what it feels like to be other people around someone who's grieving and like how awkward it can be. You really don't know what to say or do. You don't really don't know how to particularly help people. 
than Aqua Velva. I like the I like the cinematography in this. I don't remember that being something that necessarily stood out to me the last time, but I could be wrong because I I haven't watched. I'm realizing more and more I should re-listen to our episodes beforehand, just so I'm yeah, that's not probably quite a good possibly idea. <laughs> not you know repeating exactly what we what at least what I talked about the uh, last time. I mean, it's in a different fashion, so yeah, but it's good because we could also see where we've been. Corrected on things. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to regret that. <laughs> oh, oh we, were, we were talking about Richie Rich and that guy plays Herbert Cadbury. Not oh, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this well, and like you said, and this movie does a good job of not just showing like this, you know, stages of uh, what exactly did you say? I want to say grief right now, but that's just one part of oh, it all. Uh, I don't know what I said. I didn't say grief. Well, maybe you said grief, and I'm just thinking the stages. Yeah, no, you did say grief, and I'm thinking the different stages, like denial and that kind of stuff. So, it shows other people, not just him. I might have said mourning. Yeah. Loss. Yeah. But, like, you know, like you said, like, obviously that you're referencing like his co-workers in that scene, but then it all, it just, it does a good job of showing like him, but then also, so his mother-in-law, who obviously is dealing with her stages of grief, but then dealing with someone else in the family and how they deal with it. It's just, it does a good job with that. Yeah, it really does. Now, does it make clear, like, did he start this habit here? Does he do it because it's related to the way his wife killed himself? Yeah, I think that's where, like, the fascination comes from, yeah. Like, and just, not that he's going to end his life, but just maybe be, you know, obviously a very sad way, be somewhat, like, closer to his wife by just experiencing what she maybe did before she died. What were the gas prices at the time? That's what I was going to say. Ooh, 145. I, I don't know. I picture them being cheaper. This is 2002, and it was in the south in the Gulf, so. True. (laughs) This is the new podcast, Talking Gas Party. I think it was around like 160, 155 when we started driving in 2003, It's not the worst it's ever been now, but again, not while we're here. yeah i actually i forgot like i mean i remembered like obviously that he'd be like starts to have you know like an addiction 
uh, to it, but I forgot like the, these little moments of how it, how it just started, just as simple as going up to that car and then this gas stations. I remember more like picking up the uh, stuff for the airplanes. Yeah, I think that like some of these movies are actually better on second watch because we're not watching again like this analytical eye. We're just watching kind of for fun, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the way he orders are going to so like 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 you're someone who was caught doing something. Yeah. <laughs> the guilty child. They make it very clear that he's still wearing the wedding ring. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I know they're making it very clear. Yeah. It truly sticks out in this uh very uh like out of focus. Not even more than that, uh delusional shot. Delu- yeah, with the song playing in the background. <laughs> what a weird way. It's his arm across his body. I guess it's just yeah. showing that he just passed out like that. He still seems young here, you know? I know he's not that young, but he still seems like... Yeah, I mean, he's still... I mean, he's got, like, a baby face here still. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) The tag's still on the shirt. Uh, Steven Tobolsky. So he's like a client, right? Of his, or is this just his boss? Uh, I, I know we meet a client. I don't know if it's him. Um, Again, they like... Make it rain. <laughs> Good basketball scenes. I know for sure. Um, I probably made the same joke. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's interesting again. Like, she's like, Tom's really mad at... But he's, like, not mad, but he wants to be mad, but he knows he can't be mad, you know? It's just... It is what it is. Yeah. There's Mike Rivera. I was going to say, he reminds us of our friend Mike Rivera. We always find our friends in movies, but who doesn't do that? You know what I think doesn't exist anymore, like, for, for our generation? China cabinets. Oh, I've discussed this. I mean, when you have a wedding, it's something you discuss, you know? Because who the hell uses China anymore? And then, okay, fine, who wants to display the China? Like, why take up that room? Yeah. Uh, at least our generation. And, I, and, and also a lot of people don't even have, like, dining rooms anymore, you know? No, it's not, like, you know, a big thing. Again, 
also, and I've seen them in apartments, but I live in an apartment, and I can't imagine taking up more space for a china cabinet. <laughs> Just the shock of the doorbell, because it's like, what? <laughs> no one visits me. She's familiar. I gotta look what else she was in. I feel like she was in that thing you do for some reason. She has that vibe. (laughs) I've been crying, just like how forward he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're co-workers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just everyone saying, like, you smell gas. That's that was such a quick lie to come up with. <laughs> but that's what makes it perfect, right? It was just like the first thing that came to his head. Yeah, she was in that thing you do. Wow, good call. Chris, Chrissy Tompkins. Of course, of course. How could we forget? <laughs> huh. One of the saddest things is like the through line that happens with you know, his coworker there in this film. You know, not to spoil it, but <laughs> It's crazy how many flowers are at this cemetery. I can't imagine yeah. like the Oh yeah, it's kind of did that though for the movie, right? Like that would be a lot of work. But I think that they had to have though. I don't know. It's just very Well maybe it was like uh, near a holiday. That's the only time I've seen like cemeteries. Oh uh, yeah. Like a Mother's Day or Valentine's Day, you know, or, or I don't know. Also this is kind of so it's a cemetery that doesn't have like any kind of tombstones? Huh. Then yeah, I'm kinda confused now. Like I know I've like seen before just like those like plates on the in the ground. Maybe it's a regional thing. That's Denny. how she meets. <laughs> yeah. That's how he meets him. I, I was thinking, like, how does he meet this guy? Yeah, it's her. Wait, she just said that's her brother-in-law. Bro- brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like, of course, like the one you know, <laughs> like thing he comes up with as a lie and then he meets someone that's into what boots in that in that same nature yeah like if you um i feel like the woman what's her name again do we know oh uh, uh, mora 
I feel like Mora would have found anything he said and tried to connect with. But like, if he said something so obscure, she would have found anything. But this, this is uh, you would think it's obscure, but it's like, nope, her brother-in-law does it. <laughs> Oh, good old Denny. Denny played by, let me get his, uh, Jack Kellner. What else is he in? Definitely brings some comic relief to this. Um, he's in Fever Pitch. He's in Waterworld. Yeah, okay, that's where I'm I'm thinking of him from Fever Pitch. He's like another fan in the stands. Yeah, he's like, he like sits by, um... Which of a call it like where seats are, right, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. I think he, like it's like him and his wife or whatever. And they're always trying to set him up. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> After all that. Yeah. Were you ever into models or like any anything like this? I didn't have a lot of patience um, as a child for building things. I think we were talking about this the other day. Like, I wasn't really a puzzle guy. I liked games, but it wasn't like puzzles or even Legos. I wasn't into Legos. I loved Legos, but for some reason I, ne- I never got into, like, definitely, I mean, not even, like, not that this is, like, build your own, but, like, uh, you know, I was even just going for a walk the other day and... Uh, Danielle said to me, she was like, my dad always wanted us to fly kites as kids. And I was, <laughs> oh, I like kites. Like, never, I was never interested by kites, but there, I don't know, you, you get it up there and then it's just there. Yeah, but it's I mean, the... just like a lot of things, you throw a ball, you know, like you, frisbee, a kite is something you can do. I know, but it's like, around. yeah, I guess. You build a puzzle and then it's just there. You build a Lego and then it's just there. Yeah, I was, I was never a puzzle. Yeah, but Lego, but then you start using your imagination and your, I don't know. Use your imagination with a kite. Tell that to the kite runner. Jeez. Oh, I thought you were going to go Mary Poppins on me. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Denny. <laughs> You you have always been like an RC guy though, like <laughs> I've seen you in the park with like your car. Dow had one growing up, like a gas powered RC car. That makes sense. There's a couple guys like in the park by me who do it. Yeah, I never. I don't know. Just never. Well, never yeah, like me. I'd rather have a real car. <laughs> I mean, a plane is a, a plane is cool. Like, if I lived on a beach or something, it would be probably like a cool thing to have. But yeah, now, well, now I would just I don't know get like a drone. Yeah, but like, there's something like imagine having like a child and building the plane with them, and then like that's fun. It's constructive. I wish I <laughs> built more stuff as a kid. You know, I wish I built more stuff now. Like, there's no uh, you know greater value than building something with your hands. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's of, of note to point out that I, I uh, was a guest on an episode of High School Slumber Party in which there were airplanes being flown, Rushmore. Oh, true, yeah. A whole club for it. I love Denny just, like, questioning everything. But it's not in the same sense as, 
like Mora was or anything like that that they're like concerned. It's just it, it's just, funny because he actually, you know, it's revealed that he actually is concerned, and especially like the more he goes along. But yeah, once they build this friendship, sure, yeah. But he has an approach that's so different than everyone else in his life. Like he just treats him like normal, like equal. He's definitely like pushy a little bit, but he's not like, yeah, are you okay? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's do which something I fun. Guess com- which I guess comes with like not having known him before. Not having what? Sorry. Not having known him before his, you know, his wife's death. Oh no, it's definitely yeah, helpful. Yeah. But he does know his wife died. It's not like he's popping. Yeah. Him. Yeah, Chrissy Tompkins told him all about it. Have you ever huffed before? Huffed gasoline? I haven't because I watched a very important Seventh Heaven episode that I learned all about it. Did that happen in Seventh Heaven? Yeah, there was not to one of the uh, the Camden kids, but I think that's their last name on the show. Yeah, it is. Not going to talk about the dad here, but no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was like I don't know some kid in school that was huffing. I think like sp- spray paint into paper bag. Is Danny he... just drinking? Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, I know if they're in uh, Louisiana, they have, like, drive through uh, bars and stuff like that, but you're still... They put a little piece of tape over the top of the daiquiri. Saying you shouldn't, but there we go. Okay, they're just... I mean, if it's, like, like Europe, like Germany specifically, everyone else in the car can drink, just not the driver. Yeah, I think that's a lot of places, I feel like. <laughs> I love that they, like, so they drove somewhere that seems to be still, like, surrounded by a lot of other stuff still. I know they're in a parking lot, but it yeah, seems like there's lot. still, like... I don't know, cars in the background. I would want to go to, like, a field or something where... (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I forgot all this, like, delusional kind of... uh... Oh, and then she... Doesn't she... She... Kathy Bates show up right now? I know she comes up... Yep, there we go. Yes. What an image. Yeah. Just realizing more and more, like this this time around too, just with having the uh, like subtitles on, how quiet this movie is. Oh, and that's what I was saying before. It's a very quiet film. Not a lot of dialogue. Like the script itself, in terms of dialogue, must not have been long. Yeah, given it's already a um, an hour and a half long film, not a whole crazy amount of dialogue. I know they have their big big scenes later together, though. Uh, when I say slow, I don't mean it as an insult, but this is not a breezy uh, hour 30. 
You know, this is a uh, kind of a plotting hour 30 that makes you think more. It, may, it keeps you involved in the visual aspects and you kind of start feeling like he feels. And I think that's the intention, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now he has more of a makeshift bed on the floor versus just the blanket on the hardwood floor. Has like a little bit of a mattress there. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because it's like a it's like another form of like just nesting, right? Like it, it's temporary, but now it's becoming permanent. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, you, you definitely used well in, you know, I've seen it in other films, just it's a great way to just kind of explain, like, the mindset. I mean, definitely different circumstances, uh, but just to explain, like, where the character's, you know, mind is at before we even get a blowout like this. (laughs) I mean... uh... It's tough, right? Like that happens. Wait, to why you. is the Tiger King on now? <laughs> you, you I'm fi- sorry, you're saying it's no. Tough. You find a letter like that, and you get why oh. you wouldn't want to open it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just like a heartbreaking line of just like I loved well. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> More is just like no. Let's just keep moving <laughs> along. <laughs> yeah no i mean it, it's just back to the letter it's something like he definitely doesn't want that letter to say that it's his fault somehow as sad as that is it's true i was uh i i didn't realize i was still in the uh fever pitch imdb page and i like i just like scrolled down to because i wanted to read look at trivia from this and all of a sudden it was like filmed in 2004 right before the world series i'm like what (laughs) 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 that doesn't make a fever pitch do you think she's into him because because she likes him as a person or do you think she has like sympathy towards him and, and i think it's a combo i think it's probably someone like um, well, here, let's, what, what, what does she go into total? I want to hear, hear how she says it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reaction you're looking for. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, I mean... This is not the right place to bring that no, up to No, no, but, like, it, just a lot of feelings are happening in this aquarium right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> all with the, what, seals in the background. Do you remember another Hoffman film that took place in an aquarium, a lot of it? Another Hoffman film that took place in an aquarium. Um, it had a bossa nova soundtrack. Oh, um, uh, oh god, uh, Next Stop Wonderland. Yep. 
But yeah, so Mora, not the best time to like bring that up to him. Also, because you can see that he's kind of like, you know, like in a grief-stricken, like you know, he's not having normal conversations. And so, well, but but to answer your question, so I think she already liked him at the office, and it's not like she's like has in her mind like, oh, well, his wife is dead now. But, like, since she had that feeling, she's trying to make him... And not just for the reason, but just, like, I'm trying to make him feel better. I already had this feeling. Maybe I should say this now? And... Yeah, it's wrong, tough, right? It's wrong, tough. wrong call, Mora. Or it's Chrissy tough. Tompkins. <laughs> she should, like, you know, hindsight 2020, and it is a movie, but she should have just kind of, like, helped him along first, and then whatever happens, happens kind of thing. But, like... She was feeling strongly, I guess. So there's, like, nothing on IMDb trivia. Yeah, um, I remember like that being things. the case. There's not a lot of scholarship on this film. So, uh, Roger Ebert wrote, Love Liza, directed by Todd Luizzo, is not about a plot, but about a condition. The mystery is not why Liza killed herself, but why she married him. It's an interesting... I guess that's like what he is He is going through with the, you know, his grief and his condition. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember for that film, Next Stop Wonderland, thinking that it was going to be... I had never seen it before. I thought it was going to be, like, a bigger role for him, but then he's in it very little. Very little, unfortunately. Just even truck driver, looking at, looking out for him. <laughs> I guess this movie does a good job. <laughs> Jesus, that's a suicide note from my wife. Uh, this movie also does a good job, like showing the, I get, you know, that there's good people out there and people that you know do care for you and want to help you. Yeah, no, it's true. It's just most people just don't know how. Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks delicious.
trying to remember where exactly we are in the story right now. It's you hard know, to like say. This. You know, we're about uh, 38 minutes in. My time code actually is 3807, 3808, 3809. Um, so we still have 50 minutes left and change. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I just meant like, like, um, this before before him and like Donnie are hanging out together. I'm forgetting exactly what's going on. Oh, foodie scene. This conversation should not be as, you know, uh, hostile. Yeah, hostile. <laughs> and also, it's very uh, t- yellow pages. I don't think anyone really, you know. No, we have the internet now. Yes. Well, he could have gone to an internet cafe. Yes, he could have. Just a smartphone. <laughs> 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 what does that have to do with anything? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no beaches that do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not that far from New Orleans, though. It's not like you're heading to the middle of the country. Yeah, so I guess this movie's supposed to take place in, like, Alabama. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. They called the cops on him because of the yellow pages. show you the way out he didn't i would be like i would have gotten really bad but yeah that's like yeah exactly go check the phone book please yeah one page i ripped out definitely not recommended to be contemplating opening up your wife's suicide letter while driving Nope, especially after an incident like that. Oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> Again, I don't mean to laugh at his misery, but I think they were intended to, like, do that at certain points in this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not at his um... misery, you know what I mean, laugh. But just like yeah, the the level of frustration, I mean, it, 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 sure, is it all 
coming from his wife's suicide, yes, but there's, like, in that moment, like, dealing with, I mean, you know, sure, did he overreact a little, like, with the whole plain yellow pages? Yes, but then, obviously, I think more so on the other guy, and then the cop coming up, and just the fact that the glove compartment not being able to open, yeah, like, that kind of stuff, that's all. Um, oh, so he's hearing a, is a commercial right now? Yeah. It's a commercial for, uh, obviously, like a hobby store, like models and stuff. I wonder how, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, we even see it in um, State and Maine, uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman as the screenwriter and being on set. I wonder if Gordy was on set. I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. I have to imagine he was for certain points of it. Yeah, like, I wonder how much, you know, so since, you know, it's his brother's screenplay, like, how much they, like, then, like, sat, like, you know, what each of their, you know, process was, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, handed, was the screenplay then just, like, handed uh, to him, or... And then he just said, you know, like, make make it yours, or, you know, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman read it, and he was like, ooh, like, what, you know, what did you mean by this? And just, uh, oh, yeah. so Arkansas, there we go. That was our first. Well, yeah, he's on, I don't think he lives in Arkansas, I think they're on the way, he's on the way to Louisiana. Yeah, so that would mean that he was more north, uh, you know, because at first I was thinking maybe he lives in Alabama, so he's more north than Arkansas, or, well, at least as north as Arkansas, maybe. I don't know. This guy's been in a lot of stuff, right? That thing you do. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. <laughs> so they just watched that movie and handpicked. <laughs> but yes, he's been in a lot of stuff. I'll, uh, the man in the chair, so I, I shall give you his name. So he's pretty much going to the New Orleans area anyway. Chris Ellis. Gotcha. This shot is... De- these shots are definitely different. They're more grainy. As yeah, it looks like, like home video footage almost. Yeah. Well, not this, but before. So that actor, Chris Ellis, he, he's in a lot of Michael Bay films, but he's, he was okay. in Armageddon. Armageddon, right? Apollo 13. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding? Was there any indication that they would be going there? Nope. He's just, <laughs> okay, I think, check. high and excited for Slidell. <laughs> could you see yourself, I know you said you hadn't done it in the past, but could you see yourself doing this in the future, like going to model airplane shows? No. Nothing against if anyone listening is into it. That's that that quick answer of no is 
not an indication of. Uh, so what was it an indication of? Like why not? Um, just because I don't have an interest in it, but that doesn't mean that it's not good. But neither did he. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, don't knock it till you try it. I'd try it. It might be fun. Like I said, if I lived on a beach, I would maybe have one. I th- well, especially in this situation where it's competitive, I don't think uh, both both of us are pretty competitive. I think we would get frustrated unless we we're actually really good in it and could always beat everybody. True, true. That's a good point. Mm, Seems like she has something to hide This is, uh, you definitely see Kathy Bates becoming, you know, like, since unfortunately her daughter has passed, she's very much being like a mom to uh, Wilson right now. Yeah. You told him you liked him. Oh. oh, yeah, that was, I mean, you know, I understand where Kathy Bates is at, but that was just like more, more is getting more than uh, she she deserves. Yeah, I mean, it's tough on everyone. <laughs> I forgot about that. That it's only a, a, a boat race. Yeah, and then he wants to go for. We get to see him swim again to the apps. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that we could have gotten. Uh, there's a very big. You know, swimming is a big part of Jacko's boating. And this yeah, is awesome. I mean, we have our boat movies. We yeah. Have, what's the list at now? So we'll count. Pirate those. Radio. We'll count Jacko's boating. We'll count. Pirate Radio will count uh, the master. The master, yeah. Love Liza. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think like as a bad guy. If I was like, is he on a boat in Mission Impossible Three? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I'll look at his. Oh well. Um, I mean, he. They're on the boat in Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, I'm counting that. That's a that's a big boat movie. A lot of sailing in that movie. I'm counting that. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, triple bogey. Oh, yeah. This guy's right. a boat movie fiend. <laughs> would have never thought, would have never thought Philip Sarah Hoffman's career would have been <laughs> so boat centric. I love that. I'm a big fan of radio control. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in that case, 
Yeah, those are all his boat movies. Oh, Denny! Denny almost seems happy. I think he's happy to see him. Boy, people uh, in Slidell take their boat racing seriously. Oh, God. Get the stick out of your ass. Oh, my God. She blew her head off. (laughs) Denny just being Denny. (laughs) Which I love. Yeah. He's a really redeemable... Even the way he walks, you know, like... He has like like an odd uncle vibe to him, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just like I get why you don't have kids, Denny, but you still have a bit of <laughs> like so a p- <laughs> paternal <laughs> quality to you. Uh, and he drives. What were those? those are old. Uh, it's like an old Chrysler, right? Those minivans. Oh yeah. Oh, that great Hoffman laugh. (laughs) My bad Hoffman laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he, he like, he backed up a little and was like, oh shit, I don't want him ruining my race. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, have him disqualified. You guys are friends, get out of here. Just so, (laughs) they're so... (laughs) It's just so the way he said to that guy, just like <laughs> guys, this guy's wife just died. She blew her head off. <laughs> I, again, so I know funny. you and I. Just to be clear, we're not laughing at that. It's just like you said, the way he. It's said his it. delivery. Like it's definitely meant to be. I mean, you know, it's it's an, it's got its like odd qualities to it. I don't know. I mean, it definitely is like a a talent what they're doing. Like I'm watching. Oh yeah, just, just from like, like the building, just, the maintenance, and then. Well, just even I'm looking at purely like the, <laughs> the, the like the watching it from afar and knowing like when to turn it and stuff like that, and knowing how to like react in the water. Yeah. I don't know. This is. <laughs> he's a gravy on the gravy. Yeah. Like forgot the saying. Ooh, oh. Denny with the life lessons. Yeah, but he's also like psyching himself up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noon. 
What do you think prep is? Like putting more gas in the boat? Well, not, I don't mean to be condescending, but like maybe like maybe you want to like clean out like any of like the pond water that got in or something. True, yeah. and it's possible that maybe they change like the course in the morning. Like for golf, yeah. Like every day they put the holes in a different place. It's, it's true. Yeah, gotta learn like even regular like car racing. You want to learn the track. I want to start a fire. <laughs> it's the day. <laughs> Now she's almost like Wilson in this scenario, just like caught off guard and obviously just like being on the front steps like that. It's kind of odd that the kid came over. You would think like if her pa- like I'm assuming her parents know she like goes over to see Liza. And you think that the parents would know and would have explained Yeah, because it's not like happened. it happened yesterday at this point. Yeah. Maybe they were away all summer or something. I don't know. Uh, this movie definitely has like a couple of, like, I'm just like, oh, this is awkward right now. Like, this poor kid. Yeah. Just so sad. You know, she's just looking... Just instinct, you know, you cry, you hug. It's ugh, it's tough. I don't remember how this gets screwed up and I'm like nervous about it. Um Don't tell me, don't tell me. But like I No, I'm trying to remember too, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. At least they're nice about it. What's well, the South? God, shut up, Stacy. <laughs> It's a teenage approach to all this. Yeah. It's cool that you miss her so much. (laughs) I'm fucking out of here. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought you won. I thought if you race on Sunday, you won. Nope. Bit of a sore loser. 
I mean, a good point, though. So this is the whole... Okay, so they just have a trailer to have his car on? So I thought about that for a second, and then I could have sworn I just saw, like, a rental thing on it. So maybe they went to, like, a U-Haul, picked one up, and then picked the car up. It's just kind of funny that they're then driving together, though. Yeah, like, wouldn't you just... (laughs) Just... Like, why go through all that trouble to go to, like, a U-Haul, get a hitch put it on and then you know like i don't know yeah the car's not broken right no like i feel like that would have been like an easier like thing or whatever like in his um i don't know like in some kind of moment like he does something that is like something wrong with his car and i i don't know it just seems very something simple but like since it's not explained it confuses me yeah An easy fix. <laughs> Denny, now? He's, he just had... Denny just really has, like... You know, like, very little filter. No, he's a very, like, simple, honest person. I think we might... And again, this isn't, like... Being trying to be mean or picking on anybody or anything like that, but I think I feel like we said maybe the last time like it feels like he's like a little on the spectrum. It's definitely possible, you know, and that's yeah. not like an insult or anything at yeah. all. He's just very matter of fact. Yeah. Sorry, just like the way he's saying it. <laughs> I just love both of them in their uh, like windbreaker members only jackets. Yeah. Now they're at a hotel. <laughs> he's thinking of it almost more than um, Hoffman. Oh, for sure. Like in this moment, yeah. They're just what a what a weird like turn it takes is this. Kind of then buddy, 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 buddy on the road film. Yeah. Very little on this movie. Like you, I don't know. Like even on like Wikipedia. It is a good screenplay, though. It really is. Like it's um. Definitely, obviously, a more artistic screenplay than a traditional Hollywood-style screenplay. But yeah, well, it just has that very, you know, pretty like in- indie vibe to it. And things like this, though, are like a, uh, you know, they're like in um, how can I put it? It's like an actor's dream, you know. Like if you, like especially if you're Philip Seymour Hoffman, like I can play with this, you know, I can see where it goes. I could really be this character. Yeah, and and then just between like um, I would well, I would hope like I'm sure obviously could be always get un- uncomfortable, but I would think between the fact that his brother wrote it and he's got his friend directing it, that it, you would be pretty comfortable in that environment and and collaborative and just very like yeah, just yeah, collaborative and com- com- you know communicating with Todd and yeah, you know, so in that fact, I feel like probably 
Gordy was probably there, just since it's like... I mean, I wonder if he was, like, friends with Todd as well. It's interesting, right? Uh, Foodie you, scene, by the way. Yes, foodie scene. <laughs> I feel like just in general, some people are more comfortable working with their friends and family, and some people are more comfortable working with strangers. But Hoffman's a guy from the theater, right? Like, And his theater companies are all, he's working with his friends. So he's used to finding that balance. And, and, and theater, I think, by nature is more collaborative. Yeah, I think for sure. I Again, I really you and I don't have experience much. in it, but no. it, it would seem that way. Yeah. So it's just even like just the way that. You know, him and Denny are driving together, but then we just kind of, like, leave Denny. Yeah. I know he comes back, but it's just interesting. yeah i guess it makes sense that like obviously um you know that that planes like that use a uh synthetic blend otherwise they'd be like exploding in a crash or something like (laughs) that not worth it yeah crazy web design <laughs> especially at the time that's like feel like how that was like big you know yeah i think we mentioned high fidelity earlier because it's director but it reminds me of like the opening or closing credits of high fidelity like they're kind of like that style oh yeah i didn't realize this whole angle happened so late in the film yeah yeah, like I, I I forgot that too. Like I, at first I was I was like, well, I thought that there was something that comes like, you know, with I, Steven Toblowski, but I thought that was earlier and just the fact of um Chrissy Tompkins saying that like he was fired before or whatever. Yeah, I thought it was like this part, then the playing parts, then the whole ending parts with Kathy. Yes. Yeah. But I guess this makes sense because this is almost like, oh, he's actually getting his life back together. Mm-hmm. And this is when he comes home and finds, like, everything. That would bother <laughs> me. That would bother me. So know. much. And it's literally everything. I think that's... We definitely, like, we're talking about that on the fir- on the fir- you know first time we watched it on the first episode. It's like... Like, why everything? And that would take such a long time. I got robbed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why would you think it's, like, it's, I don't know, that's, like... Yeah, no, I... 
there's like nothing disheveled, you know? Like Yeah. Like they're not gonna like place like a burglar's not gonna place things neatly. Like if you're taking all the silverware, you're not like n- nicely closing the drawers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's even no toilet paper on the toilet paper roll. Nowadays we know how important toilet paper is. Yeah. It's a currency. Mean, we all have tons of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's the obvious, like, kind of elephant in the room here. Obviously, Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away from his addiction. This is a movie about addiction. I know he had already had started having problems at this time. I'm not sure if he had them during this movie, you know. No. So the whole best of, without, you know, looking up again, from the best of my memory, it was that he had problems while he was a student. And then, and this was, I remember being, like, talking about this like such a interesting like this is the thing that they decide to show like his memory of oh, his uh, oh, yeah. wife but like, I get right? it doesn't she like brush her teeth or something like that it, you remember the little things you know you remember the routines of the morning and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah so I know he had a problem while he was at NYU but was clean after that and then it was until after the master that uh, he had a problem again. Oh. Yeah, definitely uh, appreciating the cinematography more this time. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, just to touch on what you're saying, uh, like, he still must have drawn upon his experiences. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, Denny. <laughs> oh come on. Uh this is Oh, this is so uh be nice to Denny. Denny doesn't deserve it. No. Wilson's just, I mean, obviously he's in an incredibly tough place. I, I hope Denny's not taking it personal. Uh, well, I think, I mean, seeing how Denny took, like, the race, you know, like, I think he, Denny he does take things personal, but I, I know that's not the last we see of Denny, so I know he's there for his friends. Jesus. Uh, 
Oh, the kids. I forgot about the kids. Yeah, this... Uh, again, this is not a feel-good movie. We'll put it that way. just gives it to them yeah, I, yeah but then he I know or don't they come to his house later It's funny because a lot of times, like right there, that it was juxtaposed by a really upbeat song. Yeah. Yeah, because okay, so yeah, he's working on this design from home. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Just come weird. on in to this empty house that probably smells of gasoline. With, with a guy wearing a robe. Yeah, oh, God. I have a... <laughs> God. He's just a mess at this point. literally sitting on the boxes so he is feeling it out I like I realize it was such a I don't know. Thing to do. Yeah, we we discussed that. I remember specifically. Yeah, on the I first remember, episode. Yeah. We were like, I didn't even realize it's a thing, but I don't want to like dismiss that either. Could be a thing in like other parts of the country. Certainly, at least when you and I were growing up, you and I didn't huff. So it is no. a little weird. No, and I mean where we grew up, there was as I mean a lot of places in the country, there was definitely an opioid problem with like painkillers and stuff like that so uh, I guess that's what peers of ours could get their hands on so in this situation this is what these kids could get their hands on so oh yeah so the answer to my question did Denny take it personal yes yes But he's got a Denny big def- heart, you know. He's yeah. Got a big heart. Denny also has like that kid-like quality to him. It's like, yeah, you are. There he is. Oh yeah, this. Yeah, I remember this really distinctly. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sorry, just the things that the he said running. So yeah. obvious too, like his statements, like Yeah. I got this karate <laughs> tape we could watch. <laughs> the way he says things and then... <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Now I remember how this movie ends. Don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil it for me. I forgot at first. So sad. I'm guessing it was all a dream. (laughs) His his wife comes out of the shower like it's nothing. Yes, exactly. Ah. <laughs> uh. This is when, like, I mean, the film has its, like, little funny moments, and it's obviously quirkiness, as we just got in the last scene with Denny. But at this point, it's just, like, downhill, and just his addiction, and just, I mean, everything between him and Marianne, and uh. We can't overlook his performance. It's it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Because it's like so, how can I put it? Like, it can go between like you're laughing at him and you're feeling bad for him, and it doesn't feel uneven. It just feels like this is, you know, we're peering into his life like this. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this part. Imagine you were these kids and you got to act with Phil Sumer Hoffman. Well, I mean, at the time, I'm sure, like, they weren't, obviously, like, in in retrospect, they're like, wow, that's amazing that we got to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's hard to like talk Steven Toplowski (laughs) oh god so I guess he technically worked with both bosses in Silicon Valley because didn't this guy become the boss at one point Oh, oh, I was so confused by what you were saying it for a second. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he becomes, I think, like, CEO of Pied Piper for a second, and, 
So yeah, so between yeah that and then uh, synecdoche and um, the master. Interesting. God, this is everything from here on out. Just, it's so tough to watch. It is. It's super disappointing when you give someone a chance and they let you down. Um, yes, like this. I mean, it's hard not to react like that. I get it, but it's also not Tom Bailey's job to nurse him back to. No, by no, no, exactly. And there are people. It's. I yeah, I, I can't imagine what the character Wilson is going through. But I mean, there are also people that were there for him. So like you know, in some you know, a lot of it is on him and his decisions on how he's handling all this. But again, I have no idea what he's going through, so I can't really give any examples from my own life. Yep. So, it, I, it's still just, like, weird to me that, like, at that point, like, he didn't realize, you know. But he just, she, I guess he's just not in the right state of mind. Yeah, okay, that's the perfect thing. Again, yeah, just to realize exactly. that Kathy Bates took all his stuff. And I think she was doing it just to help him. Well, I, th- I mean, because... Again, without having ever experienced it, and with, obviously without you know any kind of degree of any kind, I would say just like the best thing to do in that situation is to kind of at, at least like move out of the house that you were in. Like you have to make some like cuts in your life as far as that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know if I agree with this shock therapy that she does. And then not no, no, him. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I I don't. I don't agree with it either. I remember, like, watching this for the first time and, and fearing the worst at first uh, when he was, like, calling out for her. Yeah, but no, then, right now I'm like, wait, does that happen? That's exactly what I thought. Two Academy Award winners, eventually. Yeah. Two, just like, you know great actors i'm glad to see that they got a chance to like work with each other like this yeah i mean he gets to go i mean by no means when i was about i was about to say he gets to go like toe to toe this isn't like doubt 
where he's going at it with Meryl Streep, but at the same time, just to be able to see like two fantastic actors like this, uh, yeah. working together and, and playing off of one another. Which is a great get for this film, you know? Yeah, for sure. She's definitely at the time, the by far the biggest name. It's not even close. Yeah. Alright, he's gonna do it. Or is it a MacGuffin? What'd you say? Is it a MacGuffin? Oh, it's <laughs> Like, is there a scarier feeling that you could even imagine? I don't even want to try to imagine what this feels like, you know, and if there's a scarier one. Know it out loud. Love Liza. Uh, That's the name of the movie. Yeah, yes. It, uh, but just like for you know, for like the whole film, like you're you're hoping that there would be a, like a bit more closure from it. But yeah, that would be like oh god, like so heavy because it's like I got to interpret these things. What did she mean? There's almost more questions than answers. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Because I, th- I mean, you know, I know he said it to Marianne earlier, but like, I think you know the big thing he's questioning is like, is it my fault? Was I a good husband? Like, was there something else I could have done? And I mean, yeah, exactly. This this letter just raises more questions. I mean, it doesn't say like, you know, like. I mean, nor do... I don't know. I have no idea what suicide notes are normally supposed to say. That's the thing. Like, what would the best-case scenario be? Like, hi, uh, you know, I didn't really kill myself. Like, that's not even good either, right? Like, or, you know, there's $10 million in a safe here. Enjoy yourself for the rest of your life. Like, I guess, but it still doesn't bring your wife back. Like, there's no real positive scenario. But you gotta read it. You have to. Mm Mm-hmm. So she left a match in the envelope. Oh, really? Oh. I didn't catch that now, the first time. Now you remember how the film ends? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remembered this. I just didn't remember, like, how it happened. Or why. Or this. Like, all the stuff burning.
But whose house is this? This is his. The stuff was back, though? Yeah, he brought, like, a pile of the stuff back. Oh, okay, or whatever. okay, into okay. His car. gotcha. Well, I guess this is letting go, right? Yeah, but also at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, no. if, like, something's... <laughs> you don't just, like, go and get a job right now and, like... No, but I also don't know if something's, like, snapped in him and he's ever going to be okay, you know? Like, uh... <laughs> that's that's a sound to make when you finish a film. I mean, look, as an art piece, it's still a good film. It just doesn't... No, 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 this is not, like, none of... No, no, I know, you know... it wasn't because of that. <laughs> I know we both enjoyed the movie. It just, yeah, I was going to say, it just gives you that feeling of, like, oh, boy. Well, hopefully you and I will not have to be in this position anytime soon or ever. No, I would. I, I hope not for us or for you know, obviously for anybody. That's uh, you. It's a it's a it's, a, it's an odd movie because it has this balance of you know drama and and humor throughout it, and then it just but then it just takes that turn and oh boy, like it's just so heavy it tells you what it is like you know if you were on the fence about what this movie was <laughs> you know like whether it's a comedy or a drama the ending mm-hmm. tells you a lot right stories are crafted in the beginning and the end what was the exact first shot again um, but it wasn't funny <laughs> i know that you know in the end this is a drama it has funny moments but it's a drama yeah yeah, no, for sure, yeah. Well, you know, thanks so much, Hoff fans, for picking a depressing movie for us. No, but in all seriousness, it's, it's a really important movie in his career, and it's a really good one to see. I'm glad we got to see it again, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, either way between this or Jacko's Boating, I mean, they're both um, pieces where you know, he kind of plays a depressed character, so we were going to get that kind of story either way. But it was it was good to talk uh talk this one because like you said it's an important film in his career uh for for many reasons besides i mean it's not like we watched it you know when it when it came out and and recognized it as like oh wow this is the first time i'm seeing this guy in like a lead role but um yeah so it's uh, it it's just it's a it's a really good movie that um, it's kind of just cool that he got to collaborate with his brother and one of his best friends. Yeah, no, I loved, uh, you know, I loved watching it again. And you mentioned Jacko's Boating, which was a close second place. So, uh, Kyle and I, you know, you know, we've made an executive decision, Hoff fans, that instead of putting the usual poll that's here, since we have a little bit more time, and again, since the vote was so close, we won't do this every month, but... Instead of a mid-month episode where we'll check in and see some Hoffman news and discuss all that, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of Hoffman news coming out, especially this time of year, regardless of what's happening. So I think we're going to instead watch Jacko's Boating. What do you think about that, Kyle? I think it's a good call. I mean, the fact that it was so close and also, um, you know, hey, we're all going through some things right now and we, uh, both of us have some time on our, on our hands and might as well give you guys something to, you know, I mean, I know people are watching a lot of movies, so this is a perfect situation, perfect time to uh, sit down with the movie and listen to us yammer on about them. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to, I really wanted to watch that one again as well, because I think we had kind of a negative view the first time, and I think that might change this time. Who knows? We shall see.
Well, uh, you know, thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, you could check us here on P.S. I Love Hoffman. Listen to all the original episodes in the original run. Maybe, again, like you suggested, we should listen to Jacko's Boating before this, uh, before we re rewatch it together. But you guys can do that, too. And those are available at cageclub.me in the archives. But Kyle and I also have our other projects, our other shows. Mine's High School Slumber Party, where we talk about films that take place in high school. Lots of fun stuff there. I'm releasing twice a week now during uh, the quarantine, so Mondays and Fridays. We're having a blast doing that. You know, it's a good excuse to talk to my friends if I can't see them. And then, Kyle, of course, you have foodie films. Yeah, please check those out. I had Brian on a a couple times uh, recently, or, well... If this is coming out, this is the, the the Monday this comes out, you'll be on again for the Last Temptation of Christ, that very food centric movie about <laughs> Easter about film. Easter exactly Easter film. It's a film that you, me, and Mike Manzi, co founder of the Cage Club Podcast Network, uh, really uh, enjoy and always reference. And so, as I say on that episode, we just want, I think we were just always trying to find a way to talk about it on a podcast, and it fit closest into, I guess, my uh, scheme of things on my podcast. So, check out yeah. that episode and Last all the episodes summer. before that had you on for um, uh, Big Night, great film. So, like you said, no, this is a good time that I'm having a lot of you know friends on and just a good way to talk with them and talk some great movies. Quick question. Last Temptation of Christ. Where would you put Hoffman in that film? Ooh. Um, I mean, come on. Like, you put him back in the Judas role, right? You go, you go along came <laughs> Polly with it and you put him in you know, Judas. He could have definitely been Judas. He could I think have... Judas or... Um... I was going to say hmm. Peter he could have been, you know, kind of a – Peter in the it's, films depicted a little bit like wishy-washy. He's like the leader of the the apostles. Uh, he's the one that I pointed out that's in Taxi Driver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Peter and maybe mm, maybe like Saul slash Paul, maybe. I could see that too. Um, if they didn't make the choice of like British actors playing Romans and such, I could also have seen him as Pontius Pilate. Like I just see him in that, you know, the Roman garb. But David Bowie's great too, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to recast that. One. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, Hoffins. You got three. You're getting three movies in a row. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right? this is a really active uh, April for you guys. So. Awesome. So, Kyle, you know, I open every episode. Why don't you close this one? Stay on Cool Haw fans. Thank you. I believe in miracles. Since you came.